You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. Yeah, man. Um, so I appreciate you, um, you know, inviting me on on your IG and everything. Um, Want to get a good, engaging dialogue with you and everything. Um, you know, we were talking offline and we were uh, discussing a lot of different things. You know, first I mentioned to you the importance of us in the diaspora to uh, not get too attached. But first, let me introduce myself first. <laughs> so I'm yeah. Levi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Levi. I'm the host of The Forefront Radio. We talk about black history according to the Bible. Uh, we talk about, you know, who were you prior to slavery? We invite a lot of different people and a lot of different black perspectives, you know. So I saw your channel Red Pill Spill a couple of months ago. I know you talk about a lot of various topics. So I decided to hit you up and kind of chop it up about like the prison industrial complex, uh, what else we talked about offline, like 9-11 being like the uh, catalyst for all the crazy stuff we see going on today, you know, um, and other things. So, you know, um, go ahead and introduce yourself and everything and um, we'll, you know, have it for the podcast. Yeah, um, podcast on its way right now. I've been working busy, so I don't really get time to set my own um, equipment up. But definitely have that as a vision. Um, you know, so Red Pill Spill, um, people can't call me Red Pill. It's been almost a year since I've done a lot. And so you are my first guest um, in that, um, in that uh, category, let's just say. Um, my page has been attacked for the messages that I put out that I share, um, the selective topic, um, that I focus on, um, it has, uh, its own consequences. Um, I've been censored heavily, shadow banned, um, but they did not take this account away. So as long as this platform still exists, I'm still going to be red pill spilling the truth. Nice. And that's good to know. Um, where did you get the concept of red pill? Um, cause a lot of times people talk about red pill and they think that's something to do with just relationships. Where did you get your particular concept of red pill? Yeah, man. Um, red pill, it, 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 it back to the first matrix movie. Um, that's really what, um, I, I was a fan. First time I saw matrix i believe i was like i think i was like 14 or i was like 15 um when that movie came out and that's a long time man with your old ass <laughs> right right without giving up my age right right <laughs> <laughs> but uh that yeah man i was a fan and i saw like right through the what do you call it, the cinematics, the the action, the CGI. I saw the message. And ever since then, I knew, like, I, 
I'm, I'm taking the red pill. Like, that, that's me. I'm going to take and go down the red pill and go down this rabbit hole. Um, and so I, I, I really, like, it really was around that same time when I started on my conspiracy uh, research. And um, I was in high school, and the first subject that I really was, like, that blew me away was Illuminati and music. There was a DVD that was going around um, around that same time, and it was a guy, a Christian uh, pastor, that was preaching about the Illuminati and the music and the hip-hop. And that's really got me started. And shortly after that, when 9-11 happened, I didn't have the same reaction like everyone else. I saw the inside job that 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 the report that the news was reporting as terrorist attack. I saw the how it was orchestrated. It was this um, the internet was 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 relentless in in showing and finding more evidence and more evidence about that. So that really led me on my first rabbit hole, you know. Um, and and then I witnessed my own uh, exposed, like, like I had my own experience where I saw in my own personal life uh, the true nature of our life in America, in the system, because I got caught up in the system. Another red pill moment for me that opened my eyes. And from there, it triggered anger. And then in my path, um, I chose to channel that anger into truth-telling. Um, and so kind of, there, there came the day I had to find the name for this page and, um, uh, antidote. Why is that? That basically had nothing to do with relationships. Why is Red Pill all, all into this NG Toast, um, pages? Um, so I, I, I felt like, yeah, I'm going to have to use it appropriately. Like this is for truth telling and truth telling only. Right. And I found that kind of funny because they started trying to use this major concept of the red pill and switching it over to relationships of dudes, you know, having issues with their spouses and, you know, which is a good kind of niche to get into, like the dynamic between uh, traditional women versus modern women. You know, there's a lot of BS going on with our sisters that really need to, like, feminism really, like, messed up our sisters. But that's another topic. Um, I I wanted to ask you, like, what was some of your experiences that you see? Because, you know, I'm currently going through, like, legal issues with the system as well. And um, I realized that there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that don't necessarily get discussed on these type of platforms um, you know, usually you get like barbershop talk where brothers be talking about some of the stuff that they had to go through, but it's never, um, you know, we don't like to show the shady side of Babylon the Great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's a book, right, called The New Jim Crow, right? Um, it's a book uh, by a lady by the name of, uh, Al- uh, what's her name again? Michelle Alexander, right? And in this book, she talks about how... The new Jim Crow is mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness, right? Um, and I wanted to read a quote real quick. It says, one of the most influential books of the last 20 years, this is by Chronicle of Higher Education. Another quote says, two years after Obama's election, Alexander put the entire criminal justice system on trial 
exposing racial discrimination from lawmaking to policing to denial of voters' rights for ex-prisoners. This best-selling book struck a spark that would eventually light the fire of all black people. Then um, another quote that says, the new Jim Crow transformed forever the way thinkers, activists, and others view the phenomenon of mass incarceration. And that's from the slate. So what are your thoughts on that as far as like the hidden agenda and how uh, the prison system is now like the new slavery? Mm. Man, like that's something. That is something. Because I like, what, what was that the tagline? They said mass incarceration in aid of color blindness? Yes, that's the that's the uh, bottom uh, kind of subtitle. The New Jim Crow mass incarceration in the age of colorblindness because it was right around the time you know uh president barack obama came in and you know you had a bunch of negroes talking about we free now we free we got a black president oh we they hopping and jumping and skipping and all that but then at the same time you seeing dudes getting gunned down you know what i'm saying by the police you got george ford you got brianna taylor you got uh, uh mike brown to see a young black kid just cooking on the ground after getting killed for four hours, dude, that had me like, wait, we got to wake up. We we in the Matrix for real. It's a delusion. We think we in the land yeah. of opportunity when they really just messing us up. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, definitely right now, it looks to me that the slavery hasn't really stopped. Um, it might, from the way history was told to us by uh our ancestors um it was physical slavery um and all i see is they just move they they release the chains um and move towards capping the minds and so to me what i'm seeing is um a mass well once once you got the mind all the senses are now deemed useless right once you capture the mind um, the mind can make something sour taste sweet. Um, and so you can convince someone that something is not there just by talking in their ear, um, even though they're looking at you. Um, and so that's where I see now, um, when I hear uh, color blindness, uh, mass incarceration, I'm thinking of a mental enslavement. Um, I'm thinking of uh, what do you call it? Uh, psyop, they call it. The word psyop, the psychological operation that plagues us today. Um, back then, when it was physical, we, you didn't, back then, there wasn't billboards left and right when you were traveling. There wasn't, uh, when you pick up the phone, advertisement. There wasn't a TV. Not that, you know, TV just came into the scene like in the 50s, 60s, you know, with the TV single-handedly, um, a whole nation was captured. Um, there's now uh, departments and colleges that teaches uh, public relations, um, how to capture people without even entering their home, how to grab their attention by means of their children by means of their spouse. Um, how do you capture them through their nine to five? Um, so it's just now uh, psychological enslavement. Now with um, 
that's his movie, um, where it shows how uh, it's cool to play bad uh, 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 cops and robbers, um, but they also have it in radio where it's uh, 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 a, a strike earned when you go through incarceration, when you're in prison, when you did time. Oh, that's going to give you credit. People look to it like, yeah, I'll be the next one to go through that. You know? And so here we are where prison is a cultural thing. And that set room in this country for prisons to be built in your in, in your town. That's heavy what you're saying. The, the reason why I say that's heavy, because it's going back to that analogy that you gave earlier about the Matrix, right? Um, black folks nowadays, we're deluded because we like now welcome prison culture where it's it's looked good it's looked good upon to be a thug and a gangbanger and a, and all of that as opposed to being a doctor or a lawyer or a musician or a teacher or you know someone that is doing something involved in the political arena to help their people you know real estate investment you know those things are looked on oh you lame you trying to buy a whole bunch of properties in Africa nah bro let's go to the block and let's bang you feel me so that type of situation is crazy um, and yeah, it's crazy because a lot of us are, um, trying to deal with all that, uh, yeah, yeah. His, his page did get shadow banned. <laughs> um, so we had to deal with a lot of the different, uh, uh, aspects of that and using that analogy you used in regards to the, um, in regards to the, the matrix, I found it quite interesting that, the place of freedom, right, that we were trying to get to was called Zion. In in the Matrix movie, I think it was in like Matrix Resurrections or something like that. In that movie, the place of redemption is called Zion, right? And the ship that was in there was called the Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know if you remember that joint, but the ship was called the Nebuchadnezzar. So I don't know what's going on. It looked like his IG just went offline. Hopefully he could restart it. And uh, get back on the uh, on the conversation, but yeah, you there? There we go. I'm here. There we go. So yeah, um, I wanted to uh, ask you using that same analogy of the Matrix. What is it that you see now with the prison industrial complex, with what you've experienced, and what other people in our communities have been experienced with, you know, uh, mass incarceration, police harassment, all of that stuff. Yeah, that, that's a big one. Um, so, like, remember, like, at the beginning when we were introducing ourselves, um, I was angry. I got angry. When I, was, when I got ran through the system, um, I, 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 I got my share of I, – I, I, I went through my school of being politically reeducated on a lot of things. One of those subjects was political um, – I mean, the prison industrial complex. Um, and that's a word that that is used around a lot uh, when talking um, in, in, in you know activist circles. Um, one thing that that I associate with that word is is the um, the how this complex, this prison industrial. You, you hear the word like we, we take our time to look at this word prison industrial complex, like. That's 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 a that's like an established LLC. 
for the kidnapping and holding hostage of people, especially black people. You know, that's like a, a business title. And in a business title, you have, they have a model. And what I learned in that time where I was getting politically reeducated was how they, they do the math and they can determine for a certain city, a certain demographic, how many people they're going to get into to, to go through their prison doors by the time they graduate from high school. Based on what level of education given to that area, if these kids are poor and they give them a poor education, they can determine by percentage how many of those kids will end up in prison for them. And that's how they put in planning where they're going to build their prison. Like that's 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 where that's that's what came to mind when I prepared that word prison industrial complex. But I, if there's another definition, I definitely would love uh, for you to share it. You know what I mean? That they, I, it's definitely for me. It's a business in the sense of um, slavery. There's a documentary by um, Netflix, right? Netflix has a documentary called 13th. Have you ever heard of that documentary? I seen it, didn't watch it. Bro, you gotta watch that thing. You gotta watch that thing. That thing is so heavy because it says that more black men are in prison than during slavery. Understand the concept of that, right? They locked up more dudes, more, you know, because think about the dynamics of our families today, right? Absentee fathers, da 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 da. But what contributed to those factors? First, you had, a, uh, you know, let's, let's jump from the 60s, right? 60s, you got civil rights, right? Black folks fighting for freedom, right? Then you got the 70s. They start sprinkling a little bit of white women, sprinkling a little bit of drugs, cocaine, all of that. Then you had the 80s, right? Now it's full on you know, drug culture, you know, people that's junkies and all that stuff. Then you got the 90s. Now they got this war on drugs. But the war on drugs was the war on minorities, war on black and Hispanic and indigenous populations. You feel me? So when you look up the actual definition of the prison industrial complex on uh, Miriam website, it says definition. The profit-driven, look at the verbiage, the profit driven relationship between the government, the private companies that build, manage, supply, and service prisons. You might as well just say labor camps or 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 uh uh you might as well say plantations. You understand? Wow. Cause the think of Nazi Germany. Uh, the, the franchising of incarcerated. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Then it says, and related groups such as prison industry unions and lobbyists. So that means you got political figures lobbying, passing laws, making rules and regulations to say, you see these, you see these for that look like him. You see these for that look like that. Let's let's you know lock them up. Let's uh you know they're violating states' rights. So let's you know let's get them. Making money off of us. That's why there's a decrease in men population, you know, trying to 
have marriages and families established. They ripped most of the men out of the black community. And now people like confused, like, why is it that black men aren't in positions of power? Well, <laughs> what was the factors that led to the decline since the, the um, 1950s till now? You see what I'm saying? Where men were entrepreneurs, yeah. employers, doctors, lawyers, all of that. And now it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a rapper. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that. What are your thoughts on, on oh, well, actually speak on some of your um some of your experiences dealing with this whole court system and how grimy they dealt with you. Go ahead. Yeah, man. When we were talking offline, man, um, I was telling you what something I share with people is when you want to know the the spirit of a country, you know, it's one thing you can see it on TV, but to really know it intimately, visit their court. Whatever country you go to, go to the one way to really understand what their, you know, if every country had a personality type, how you could see it is in the courtrooms. Um, and that's me. When I went there, when I when I was locked up, um, it wasn't the, the crime was not even criminal, right? I call it the crime, but it wasn't even really criminal. It really wasn't. And yet I was, man, I mean, from start to finish, I was made to be this bad guy that they, I, I felt like I was, I was about to have my day on the gallows where my head would get cut off. Like, I felt like even though I know there's this thing called bonding yourself out, um and and, and 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 probation afterwards. For to be very honest, as a first timer that to go through it, it felt like man, for 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 doing almost you know something natural, it 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 really made me feel like I deserve a death penalty, man. Like you know, people know when you go to jail, man, how it is. Um, you're not gonna get the best. Food. You're not gonna get medical attention. Um, you're gonna be thrown into a cell that's tight, small, and crowded um, amongst other people who are also stressing their own uh, life and freedom, and, and and whether they're gonna get out. And, and you know, things happen in jail where you gotta fend for yourself, and it feels like you know. You're not only fighting for your freedom on the outside, but you got to fight it here on the cell block. You know, um, it's a bad environment. You know what I mean? Um, wouldn't want no one to go through it. Um, but to talk more systems about it, when I saw when when I saw my my lawyer um, bringing a gift to the prosecutor, my own attorney, I said, "Oh, it's over. It's a wrap." <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute say that wait wait say that again so you're telling me that you talk to your attorney they're supposed to represent you they're supposed to have your back but you literally saw say that again bro bro i'm sitting there in handcuffs in uniform waiting for my attorney to show up and represent me he's running in late but when he gets there it's the first he does is beeline to the prosecutor's table. 
like they're college buddies. Like, <laughs> so it's like, yo, give me a hug. Yeah, we got this Negro. <laughs> what the hell? Damn. It's crazy. And look, I, I mean, it's a business. It's a business, and it's a business about numbers. And so he would probably hand the prosecutor a win just so he can get favors from her somewhere down the line in the future. You know, politics and BS. You know, uh, and that's how I view it, man. This thing is great, man. Like, there's one thing where you got an attorney that really represents you. That's one thing. But at the same time, that attorney has, the, I mean, the prosecutor is closely in bed with the judge than your attorney can ever be. That prosecutor and the judge actually share the same building that they're, that the chambers, their, their chambers are in. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's already, you're already at a disadvantage walking into this. Um, I tell people, man, when you grow up, you hear the word, oh, in America, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's false. You're treated very guilty. And you actually have to prove your innocence. You actually have to put up a good fight or the prosecutor will have their day with you. They will do it because of numbers. They want to get this amount. They want to reach their quota. So at the end of the day, it's not about your innocence. It's about what they can do, what what, what they can get out of you. Even though you're innocent, there's still something you got. Once you're caught in that web, you still have to pay a price. They, they need something, from you, even if you're innocent. That's why I'm a strong advocate for our people really realizing what's going on in society because we are yet this day in our captivity like the like the scripture says. When you actually read the Bible and find out that this is a black history book, it says, look, we got into this situation because our ancestors broke that covenant on Mount Sinai where we have to go to those that don't have our best interest for food, water, clothing and the one of all things that's deuteronomy 28 verse 48 now think about this for a second right during slavery right you had to go to them same folks for food water clothing shelter toilet tissue you see what i'm saying yeah now think about the prison system you got to go to them yeah. same folks for yeah. an attorney that's used you know with that, like you were just saying, they're having lunch with the damn prosecutors and the judge. I literally saw, because I had to go to court recently, right? I literally saw the judge of the court going and having lunch with the prosecutors, and the judge herself was a former prosecutor. So I'm like, how can I, how can I have a fair system where... The person was employed for the sole purpose of putting people in prison, and now they're in a position where they have to discuss particular cases, and they're sitting down with the prosecution, having a good time, joking around. I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the 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 industrial complex is a true situation. That uh, documentary Thirteenth, that's a must watch for every so-called black person in America because it shows you. We're still in captivity. Slavery didn't stop, okay? Slavery didn't stop in the 1800s. Slavery didn't stop 
when we got your quote-unquote civil rights in 1960s. <laughs> like you were mentioning earlier, our parents still are living from the civil rights era. Our grandparents, our uncles, our aunts, like my people, they was born in the 1950s. So... Yeah. <laughs> you it depends on who you talk to. They'll someone will tell you, Oh, you're talking of the past. That's old news. Come on, man. We're in twenty twenty two. Like like that number comes with some special access to a different reality. Niggas right. on the Jetsons. <laughs> right. Some people, some people they will find anything, man, to I understand the past is ugly. You know what I mean? And you don't want to have that discussion just anywhere and everywhere with people. It makes them uncomfortable. I totally get that. Um, it, 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 but but we got to understand 1960s, 1960s, the, the survivors of that era are our uncles, our aunts, our fathers, our mothers. That that's the thing. We 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 were not looking at the fact that we're only one generation apart or two generations apart from that era. This is not a new day, people. We just went from Monday to Tuesday. You know what I mean? It's just we're still in the same week. It might, you know what I mean? Like it might be a new day. It might be a new day. Let's give it that. The laws have changed, but it's still in the same week. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us are in la-la land when it comes to what's going on with our people. You know, Cousin Ray Ray done got jammed up. What happened with him? Oh, now nah, he got into some stuff, whatever, you know. Well, is there any proof of that? Not necessarily, but, you know, the government said he did it. So, you know, we just got to deal with it. There's no advocates. There's no There's no strong political uh, uh, figures that's going in there and say, get these men out of here. There ain't no military branch where we like, yo, no, you cannot arrest this person, and kill this person without a cause. We don't have that. Our only defense, according to my opinion, is the, the scriptures following the creator of all things. Because I know this place, Babylon the Great, this is the place that even Malcolm X said is destined to be wiped off the face of the earth. So my thought process now is like, look, I got to get my kids, my family, and convince them to go back to Africa or to the Caribbean islands, just get out of Babylon before ish really hit the fan. You already saw, right? I don't know if you saw recently how the current president right now was like, yo, we about to have a famine. And everybody just like, I'm about to turn up in the club. I'm about to go do... I'm like, yo, did y'all not hear this mofo just said <laughs> we about to have a famine? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on that? I saw a movie. So in, uh, not a movie, but it was a movie-trailer. I forget who was in it. Um, he had a co-star, but they're going. Leonardo DiCaprio, I believe, is in this movie trailer where they're supposed to warn the world about a comet that's coming. Yeah, and don't he, look up. That's the name of it. Don't look up. And, and how did everyone react? <laughs> they was watching a celebrities on uh, America Got Talent and all of that and loving hip-hop and all of that. They was like, I don't hear that. The world coming to an end. Uh, turn down for what? <laughs> right. 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 Sad situation, man. Are people really blind to that, though? Because, you know, I would say right now, being that you understand what's going on, it's important for us to, like, advocate for our people and let them know 
on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and all these things that we do have. Look, be prepared for this when this hits the fan. You know, if you could have your own garden, if you could start uh, stocking up on different items that you can uh, set up for your family, whether it's water, whether it's getting solar panels, generators, whatever the case may be. If, like I always say this, if the so-called plan uh, demo didn't reveal anything as far as the lockdowns and as far as all of that, we're we're set at a disadvantage when it comes to uh, uh, global events that happen to us as a nation of people. So it's best to be prepared and and spiritually minded for that those things, so we can help you know our people to work as a collective and, and a unit when it hit the fan. You remember um, in two thousand five when Hurricane Katrina happened. You remember you remember that how. Brothers was on rooftops and stuff. And I remember succinctly uh, Kanye West was like, George Bush don't care about black people. (laughs) And it went over everybody's head. Everybody was just like, well, you know, back to your regular scheduled program. But me, I paid attention to that. So what kind of global catastrophe can occur where we're left in the dark? We're left in... um, you know, not being able to do anything about it. Another example of that is, you know, the whole uh, Ukraine situation, right? Where so-called Africans are there in a European country trying to get out, and they're like, y'all Negroes, get off the bus, get off the bus, get off the bus, get off the train. We're going to let the pretty white girls get out. (laughs) Uh, I was like, yo, y'all don't see that. Y'all don't see that. What the hell? Y'all don't see what's going on. We'll be left behind. Um, this is a perspective. You know, America's story is one of kidnapping and, and, and stealing of the land and the massacring of the natives. All right? And this is of the youngest country in the world. This is of the youngest country in the world. So America has a lot of growing up to do. Um, Europe was already well, you know, Europe, consider Europe like the, the, the grandparents, you know what I mean, when America was born, you know what I mean? When I say Europe, you know, we got uh, Great Britain, uh, we got France, uh, we got England, um, we got uh, Greece, uh, Spain, Italy, um, these countries have history. Our history, this modern-day American history, only goes back to the 1800s. Theirs goes back before Christ. And so America's got a lot of growing up to do. Um, I cannot put faith in the youngest country in the world um, to get up and turn from its mess and and, 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 and shape up and, and do right by us. Um, you know what I mean? Um, the government does not, it represents, uh, like Hollywood, only represents a certain class of people, certain skin color, right? We see when they make Egyptian movies, it's going to be the white actors who get those roles. That's for some strange reason, right? <laughs> yeah, they're the last of the Mohicans, but <laughs> they're the last of the Mohicans, but I'm like, hold on, wait. The Mohicans, when they black, like, hold up, wait, huh? 
What? Right, right. right. So the same way Hollywood is gonna represent with their with people of, of, of their reflection, saying the government, America is now considered a melting pot. You know, um, not even white people here are are are, are like Americans. Like there's white people from Ireland, uh, Greenland, Australia. Chinese are here. Um, Samoans are here. everybody's here from everywhere. South America, no matter where. So it's a melting pot. However, the government represents shows ninety percent white people. All right. So there is no way we're gonna ever experience. For and I'm speaking this to black people. I'm speaking this to all colored people. Um, there's no way that we could invest hope in people that does not look like you. Like you were saying, Levi, it is to put your hope in the countries that look like your own. And I'm not just speaking of just ours now. I am now saying, hey, Irish folks, hey, Colombians, hey, Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Um, you, uh, uh, you know, you have a country that actually represents you. So you left that to come here, and now you want to fight for for something that's yours. Like Levi was saying, and this is just an encouragement. This is just an encouragement. Seek shelter with your own. Like you know, there is nothing wrong with talking to your family members and trying to get them to uh, uh, return back. Return back. If you feel like there is too much disadvantage for you and yours, you have a mother land. You have a mother home. And so this is more of a message of I want to bring back hope. I want to bring, I want to bring back a reason for people to to feel safe, to feel good again, to feel in a land where we are considered minorities. I want to bring a message where the people can still feel empowered. I, I want them to be reminded of that you have a motherland. Everyone in America, this melting pot, has a motherland. Yes, we suffer the days of of of, of the modern day Jim Crow, but make no mistake. There is a door, and that is the good news. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because we as a nation of people have to work as a collective and think smart on what we're doing because, yes, there are other areas where we can go and develop as a nation of people and not trap ourselves and limit ourselves by staying here in the land of bondage. Even, um, you know, some of the ancient prophets would write about how our eyes would yet fail for our vain help. In our watching, we're watching for a nation that could not help us. So America already showing you that they're not trying to help you. We got to gather together for ourselves and inspire others to say, hey, instead of being simple and paying $1,000 for 900 square feet, how about you go get some land over there in the continent, sprinkle a couple of houses on there, you know what I'm saying? Get your generators, get your solar panels, get some water, you know what I'm saying? Build crops. And you don't got to pay rent no more. You don't got to pay mortgage no more. Why pay $300,000 for an entire house that's a three-bedroom, a five, let's say five-bedroom, three-bath for $300,000, right? 
And then all of a sudden, if you can't pay the taxes on it, the government's like, we're going to relinquish your property. I'm sorry you can't pay, but you got to go. But I've been paying for 15 years. I don't want to say No, you're stupid because you got to read the fine print. It's not yours. Especially the fact that we as a nation of people, every time we try to rise up from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Redwood, every time we try to rise up, what do they do? They kick us down. They, they're like, yo, uh, I don't care if you're trying to be a doctor. I don't care if you're trying to be a lawyer. I don't care if you're trying to build yourself up as a race of people. We don't want to see black folks on top. So they're showing you through their actions. It's not a matter of just rhetoric. It's not a matter of, oh, we love everybody. So why the hell whenever multi multiculturalism is involved, black folks at the bottom? <laughs> riddle, me, riddle me that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we was talking offline about it, and I was mentioning Imagine if you had six grand and you went to like the Philippines or you went to like uh, 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 Nigeria or Ghana and you're like, hold up, let me, I got land. Let me build something there. Let me set up something and help my people to come back. That would be amazing, bro. I saw this video, right? Where this dude has five hotels in Gambia, five, not one. Not two, not three, not four, five hotels in Gambia. And I'm over here like, I'm struggling, paying rent. I got this little apartment here. I'm paying U.S. dollars for this thing. And the amount of money I'm paying is not equating the amount of resources that I can obtain. So imagine if I go back to the motherland and I invest over there and the money there stretches six to seven times, Hell yeah, I'm going to be straight. You know what I'm saying? You find a way to create an online business where you can get U.S. money and then work it overseas where you could build up their tourism, build up their agriculture, build up their businesses. We got to work together as a unit. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, this is definitely something is I would say is that golden ticket. Like when you find your way back and you have land, land is the true currency. Land is the real gold. And having and owning that, no one can take it away. I mean, there is such thing as theft. So I'm not going to say you can't let you know how to protect it with a trust. You got good lawyers. Um, but land is gold. And finding your way to owning that, you are setting yourself up and your children up um, to inherit that for life. That is real wealth. Um, guys, like, we're, un unfortunately, our life is not one where things are easy access, okay? So we see the opportunity, but accessing it is another uh, situation. Um, make money in order to get out, you're going to have to make money. You're going to have to find something that you love, that you're passionate about, that um, you can own. Own something that, that, that can give you a sense of ownership, that it's your baby that you want to grow. With that kind of spirit behind it, you can actually grow and make whatever that thing is successful. Please. Find that thing that you love, that you're passionate about, that you know um, you can make money with because nothing is easy, you know? Like I'm saying, 
the, the options to get rich is available, but accessing it is another story. There's ups and downs, ups and downs. There's learning curves. So you're going to have to go through headaches. You're going to have to go through the mud first. And so when you find something that you love and you're passionate that drives you, you will be fine with sleeping in your car for a few weeks or a few months. Is that what it takes? You know, just to save instead of paying rent or signing up for these mortgages, mortgage. The word more, engage. Death, no. Like, that, they, they put this in our face. More is death, no. Like, this is crazy. But, you got to pay till so, you die. Damn. Mm. Right. Till so, so you die. You, are, you, just bought your, you just bought yourself a grape, a fancy grape. All right, unless <laughs> unless are business oriented, because it is important to have a purpose. Find your purpose in something that can reward you back, something that can do so. Because in doing so, you can afford yourself a ticket out of here, and you don't even have to leave this country. Now there's land for sale everywhere, but it is way more expensive. But the dollar bill is. Um, the, 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 the currency that is in most demand around the world. So you will do a lot better. And I'm talking to the audience. You will do a lot better with your money overseas. You know, this is just something I'm learning. And this is something that I currently want to see happen in my life, you know. Um, and so I want to pass that same um, encouraging, that same spirit, that same thought on to those listening now. Um, find your purpose and monetize on it because it, I, I don't know how you feel if it's against your code or your religion to be this capitalist or or, or, or or to be one that wants to get rich. But I think, isn't it a good thing that you want to do it so that you and your family could be better off, that your children and your great grandkids can be well off in the future? Isn't Wouldn't that make it? Uh, a, a, a good endeavor, give it a thought, you know, and, and, and talk to family and talk to friends about it, but do not count on everybody joining you because when it comes time to finding your purpose, that's not something you can share. Like, you know what I mean? If you find your purpose, that's so yours. Please don't wait on others to, 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 to have one too. You only have one life to live. Keep waiting. You won't be too old to do anything. And that's heavy what you mentioned because a lot of us don't realize the importance of having an idea and formulating that idea and setting up a plan. So I'm a strong advocate for using your critical thinking skills on what you're going to establish, how are you going to do it, using something that where you can network with the peoples that are in uh, overseas territories and um, garner your resources together, you know. I had made a post on uh, Facebook where I mentioned, why would you try to set up a SUSU? Why don't you just set up a private network bank and circulate your money between, you know, peers? You know what I'm saying? And you have a collective they call where... It a what? Uh, you know, in the hood, they call it a SUSU. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They call it a SUSU. You know, some some African folk know what I'm talking about when it's talking about a SUSU. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So a susu, right? For those that don't know what that is, that's when 
let's say you got $100, another person has $100, another person has $100. Let's say five people put in $100, 500 bucks, right? And they put it in a storage area. And each month they select randomly, right? Or if they want to pick and choose through a list, each month they select who gets that that particular uh, uh, money, right? So that's a way where you can double, triple, quadruple, uh, investments quicker. So now instead of doing that, right, that people do, you know, automatically set up a trust fund, set up a bank, set up something where it, it's private people that are investing in it. People that are like-minded, not, you know, you're not dealing with a crook. You're dealing with people that you trust, people that you have been built bonds with and relationships with that, you know, have your best interests at heart. These type of things, we have to think on another level, you know. And you mentioned something that struck struck me in my mind. Um, this is a saying that goes, it's a wise proverb. It says, a wise man will build an inheritance for his children's children. So now think about that for a second. Hold up. Not only if I go to Africa or if I go to Haiti or Dominican Republic or Jamaica and set up a business or property or, or money front for my people, right? It's not going to just impact me. It's going to impact my kids and my kids' kids and my kids' 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 kids and my kids' kids for for a thousand generations, right? It becomes their birthright. It becomes their birthright. Exactly. So we don't have that here in America because think about all the black businesses, right, that were established since the 1900s. And then all of a sudden, white folks came up, up in there and just, like, scattered it out. Okay? So, you know, stop putting your eyes here. Start thinking overseas. Start thinking working with the black diaspora as a whole. Because I always say this because it's like right now you got this brainwashing where people still divided. Oh, I'm a foundational black American. Oh, I'm ADOS. Oh, I'm a black immigrant. Like when the police come and gun you down, they don't give a damn about your religion. They don't give a damn about your color. They say this is a black person. They, they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to hurt you because you're from Ghana. No, they don't give a damn. Like, I heard a story recently that I was talking to a fellow podcaster about, right, where this black dude, I, I mentioned it to you offline. He was from the black diaspora, right, a black immigrant coming from Africa, trying to set himself up over here, right? He got into a situation with the officers, right, where the police officer body slammed him on the ground, sat on his back, pulled out his pistol and shot him in the back of the head right and all the people were like hold up wait a minute wait this this ain't right but guess what they're like oh we got the toxicology report the dude was under influence so you know the police was right and justified and i don't give a damn about none of that toxicology shit i saw on video a person sitting on a person's back and shooting them execution style so that tells me no matter what laws they have in place about not killing people, not having uh, 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 having fair and equitable, not just equality, but equitable situations, that don't apply when it comes to us. So what is the point of, of staying here? I don't like it here. I don't like seeing this happen to my people. So I'm like, yo, we got to go. We got to no, We got to go. We got to go. Let, let Russia have his business with America. If, if Russia decides... And say, right, this is the thought that comes to my mind. If Russia or China or Korea or whatever comes and says, press the button, and Putin is like, 
press the button, right? And they go over there and press it. Black folks gonna be like, oh shit! <laughs> White folks are like, I got my underground bunker. I got food. I got this. We got planes. We get. We could go. Black folks are like. Go down to Houston and go to Magic City in Atlanta and twerk. Niggas are stupid. <laughs> right. So I just wanted to say thank you, man, for uh, you know, jumping in the conversation with me and chopping it up on this particular topic. Um, if you had anything that you would recommend for any people that is dealing with, you know, the prison system right now. Um, what advice would you give to our brothers, to our sisters, to our people dealing with uh, these issues in America? What advice would you give? Those who are incarcerated, man, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to see this message. Um, but you're in a dire situation. Um, I just want to, I would love that they find encouragement, that they find purpose still within themselves to, 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 to use that solitude to build or to educate, to get yourself into some books or to study long. It's still not too late. If there is a due date, you know, where you get out, when you get released, like make sure that when you get out, that you come, you get out with a blueprint in your back pocket. You got a game plan now. To, to, to do something for yourself because you now see for you that this system does not have your best interest in mind. The streets does not have your best interest in mind. These jaws could care less about, about your life and your health. And so when you get out, there is nothing better than to do for self. Work for yourself. Be your own boss. I would encourage them to find you something, get educated, learn something, a trade or anything. Um, for everyone, I would leave everyone with this message that uh, please, let's all uh, come out of Babylon. Um, find, listen, find love. Find happiness in your life if you don't already have it. Um, because, again, this is one life to live. We shouldn't have to let the devil win. In, with it. Like, they can win in the streets. But let them not win in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds. When we find love, we are now investing our souls, our, our, our hearts, into another person that we trust. That now, uh, it's like your 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 state that comes with the combination lock. Find love, man. Anchor yourself with someone that you love. Find a partner. Build this life together with a partner. Um, and fix your credit. Like, <laughs> fix your credit. There we Get go. It up there so that when you go for that house. You're not putting no money down out of your pocket. When you go for that car, it's not money coming out of your pocket. Look, you can use that credit to get you into wealth building. And it can also uh, be used 
like you can also open a business line, uh, get into um, opening, uh, what do you call it again? Uh, EIN. You get an EIN number when you open a business line. And, and, and that is now a, a, a line of credit. Use it. Uh, start making smart purchases in things that can build you wealth. Be business-minded. Be business-oriented uh, with every move you make because it's, 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 man, this life is one life to live, man, and find your purpose. Maybe that could be yours. Or appreciate not. you giving that advice, and I appreciate you inviting me to the platform. I wanted to touch on something that one of the commenters one of the comments is stated, and it's vastly important for us to also uh, make sure we connect to the creator of all things, the most high. Make sure that we know Amen. who we are as a nation of people. Make sure we know what our purpose is, so better ourselves mentally, spiritually, physically, and then financially. Because if you know who you are as a nation of people, if you know how our ancestors conducted themselves and how to better our walk, with the divine of all things, then everything will realign itself. You know what I'm saying? So um, appreciate you inviting me to your platform. Um, I am Levi, the host of the Forefront Radio. You can tune into the Forefront Radio by typing anchor.fm slash the Forefront, T-H-E-F-O-R-E-F-R-O-N-T. Um, I got a YouTube channel. I, I also got the Forefront Express. Uh, yeah, I'll type it in the uh, comments real quick. Anchor dot fm slash the forefront and then you could also um you know uh click on my logo and then you'll t you'll see the profile pop up for that um what we normally talk about on the forefront express is uh the forefront radio we talk about black history according to the bible we invite different guests like my man red pill spill to come in and uh chop it up and discuss some life experience as a black man in the diaspora as a man you know that is spiritually minded now <laughs> and uh awakening to a lot of things and exposing a lot of things that's going on uh, we have uh, uh, authors, we have doctors, we have health clinicians, artists, everyone in the, in the uh, Black diaspora that can come in and give input about how to better and help. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Music then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes. <laughs>